Getter is the new social media platform with the mission of fighting cancel culture, defending free speech, and challenging big tech. Great technology, lively conversation, and an active community have propelled Getter's rise to become the fastest-growing social media platform of all time. Try it yourself at www.getter.com. Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics, life and culture. My name is Freddie Gray. I'm the deputy editor of The Spectator. I'm joined today by Jacob Halbrun, who is editor of The National Interest and a regular contributor to Spectator World and indeed this podcast. And we're going to be asking if the Joe Biden presidency is failing Jacob, it might sound a bit ridiculous to say that a presidency that's still quite young is failing. However, it would be fair to say that it's been a rough few weeks for Joe Biden. There was the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which is botched, I think it's fair to say, did not go well. There is uh, inflation. There's still a problem at the border. There's still a bit of a crisis at the border. And there is the issue of mandating federal vaccines. So anyone who works for the US government will have to be vaccinated, which is quite a controversial issue that the Republicans seem very exercised about. Do you think his presidency is in crisis? I think it's encountering difficulties. I don't think that it merits the term crisis yet. What immediately occurred to me during the Afghan pullout was the similarity with John F. Kennedy's early year when he had the Bay of Pigs, which he had inherited from Dwight D. Eisenhower. Ronald Reagan had to withdraw from Lebanon, losing about 240 Marines in a terrorist attack there. It's not uncommon for presidents to encounter turbulence in their first year in office. Where Biden surprised everyone was that Everything had been such smooth sailing, to continue your nautical metaphor, Freddie. And all of a sudden, he encountered these rough, turbulent seas that threatened to capsize his presidency. No, everyone had assumed by that point, Republicans were quite frustrated because they were unable to get a land any real blows on Biden. Then, a voila, Afghanistan happened. And with the plunge in Biden's approval ratings, of course, his power as president starts to diminish over his own party. And the greatest difficulty he faces right now is on getting these two infrastructure bills passed. If he does not get those passed, then his presidency is over and the Democratic Party will be demolished in the midterms. Well, let's talk about those job approval ratings because they are quite low at the moment, and particularly in all the important swing states, he seems to be performing very badly in terms of job approval, which bodes ill for the midterms. Do you think we could be looking at a Tea Party-style wipeout in the midterms? It's certainly possible. If Biden were to continue on his current trajectory, then it would be a disaster for the Democratic Party. Not necessarily a disaster for Biden, If the Republicans took over the House, they would immediately move to impeach him, and then he could campaign against the GOP for a second term as president. But that's all way down the road. My 
take right now is actually pretty similar to Edward Luce's in the Financial Times, or maybe I'm even more bullish than he is. I think Biden is experienced enough and savvy enough to recover his footing and may be fortunate that he got some of these problems out of the way early on. But Afghanistan, we can say it was bungled, botched, debacle. It probably was not going to go smoothly, no matter who was president or how much they planned. Now, of course, Biden was caught napping, which contributed to the sense that, uh-oh, Biden, who had said that he was going to be the restore the adults in the room, was in fact looking as feckless as Donald Trump. To what extent do you think Afghanistan is not actually a major issue in the polls? He may have had some limited damage because it was it was seen as bungled. The exit was seen as bungled. But really, the things driving down his popularity are the economy and COVID, which is worsening quite severely in some states. I think it's absolutely right. Afghanistan is on the noise level. Most Americans only care about it to the extent that they wanted to get out. The, all the polls indicate that the majority of Americans still wanted to sever any ties, any military ties to Afghanistan. Biden did it, ripped the Band-Aid off. It was painful. But it's, the issue is already fading from the headlines. Biden's presidency will rise or fall on COVID, which is what got him elected originally. Trump was unable to tame the crisis. If Biden, and he tried to regroup last night with his speech or yesterday afternoon, pushing for more mandates, he needs to get the economy moving and he needs to get those infrastructure bills through. We've put quite a big bet on the vaccine mandates. I mean, it goes against everything uh, we as foreigners think America is all about, the idea that the government could force people to have an injection, but he's clearly playing to a strong pro-vaccine constituency in America. Well, there is a strong pro-vaccine constituency. Some people are calling the holdouts the American Taliban, which is perhaps only slightly hypertrophied. It is quite incredible to the extent to which the southern states are simply refusing to vaccinate or wear masks. The COVID could be brought under control. But what you're seeing with Biden is he's becoming increasingly desperate. He must bring this under control. So yes, as with any crisis, the government is now seeking to expand its power over the citizenry, a phenomenon that we usually associate with, with wars. But uh, this is a pandemic and the government's done it before. And maybe this won't be the last move that Biden makes. Is there a danger, though, that the impression that a lot of Americans increasingly have of Biden is that he's somewhat sinister on COVID in terms of um, the authoritarianism of demanding control over people's lives and masks and vaccines, whatever the, whatever the rights and wrongs of the debate, certainly moving the government in a particular direction. And at the same time, he's incompetent because he clearly bungled Afghanistan. The economy doesn't seem to be under very good control. Inflation is a serious problem. And there is this ongoing issue at the border. Well, we should be careful with the economy. The economy is improving and it's getting stronger, just not as rapidly as, as everyone had hoped. And it is being impeded by the refusal of people to vaccinate. It, apparently, the people who are vaccinated are behaving very cautiously because of this. So 
they're not going to restaurants and to public activities as much. So all of these things deliver a wallop to the economy. Border is another issue. And that one could really bite in the midterms. Whether it's an actual crisis or not is almost irrelevant. It is being perceived as one. And Kamala Harris, who is saddled with this issue, does not appear to have done much on that front. Well, the, uh, the, the a lingering worry or criticism, but it's, it's more of a worry really about Biden, is how well he is mentally. And I know we've disagreed about this in the past. You think it's more of a Republican talking point than a real concern. But it's fair to say he's not operating... I think it's fair to say, you'll probably think it's unfair, that he's not operating as a normal president in terms of the amount of things he does, public performances, media Q&A sessions. He's a bit of a low-energy president, to use a, a Trump phrase. I couldn't disagree more. Ronald Reagan took naps every afternoon and it didn't seem to impede his presidency. Well, that was towards the end. It didn't, not from the beginning. Well, he, was, he, he took a pretty, pretty relaxed approach. Trump did too. He spent most of the day watching television, multiple televisions, in fact. I think these conjectures about Biden's mental health, dear Freddie, are bollocks, to use, name, <laughs> to use your term. I just don't see it. I think, in fact, he is quite active and in control and has shown himself in the Afghan endeavor in particular to be ruthless and remorseless. And the biggest mistake we could make would be to underestimate Biden, who was written off in the primaries and came roaring back. And my assessment is that he will do it once again. He is at his nadir right now, and he has nowhere to go but up. So do you see him uh, running again? Absolutely. I think there's no question that he'll run for a second term. Kamala Harris cannot win the presidency. There is no one else besides Biden who can lead the Democrats to victory. And I suspect he will. So you'll, will you be willing to make a bet with me that Biden will be president in January 2028? Absolutely. I will take you up on that, Jacob. I know you've got to go. You've got a um, train to catch. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. And um, let's speak soon. Thank you very much for listening to that episode of Americano. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, please leave us a star rating, preferably five stars, and a review.